You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Let's dive into a brand new episode. Before we get started on this episode, here's a not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed here. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 25 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. Steve isn't nor does he offer any legal advice. For any legal advice, you must speak with a lawyer. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon. Just go to Amazon and search for author Steve Worsley. You can also take Steve's courses on Udemy or Skillshare, and you can find out more about those at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Hello, you're listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with myself, Steve Worsley, and today we get my wife, Cassandra, again. So I think we get you for maybe a couple more. A few more. Maybe for like forever? No? <laughs> no, no, you get me forever. The <laughs> podcast, not so much. <laughs> Well, Cassandra has her own business that she runs and she's very busy. So we do appreciate you being here. Hope all of you had a happy Thanksgiving today. What do they call today? Small Business Monday or something? Is it Cyber Monday? I don't know. Yeah, I think it's Cyber Monday. We seem to have a special day for everything these days. Yeah, because I think it's Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, and Cyber Monday. Oh, that's right. Okay. So yeah, today is Cyber Monday. So we are going to uh, promote, what are we going to give a deal on? I can't even remember. Well, BPAs are the deal for Cyber Monday. So it will end by midnight on Cyber Monday, actually leading into Tuesday. So make sure you're on the email list. If not, go to cnccontractorservices.com. Get on the email list so you don't miss Cyber Monday. The Black Friday deal's already gone. Already come and gone. Okay. All right. Just so that they all know. But anyhow, today is episode 235. Today is a very touchy subject, uh, but it's very important. But hiring a toxic mold expert, who do you trust? So once again, I always have a reason why I come up with the topics and we cover a lot of topics numerous times. Obviously, it's never repeated exactly uh, verbatim. But the reason why I wanted to do a podcast episode is is it, it seems like, especially in Utah, everybody is jumping on this mold thing. Like, there's testers and restoration companies and just like, it's kind of a booming business. Have you noticed that? Oh, it's it's a completely booming business. And there are, whenever a business enters the stage or the, an industry where it's booming, you start to get a lot of fly-by-night folks joining, jumping on the bandwagon. Yes. Yeah, I had uh, 
I had a situation where the person had hired, and actually they it was a restoration company that they had a nice fancy website, nice nice looking work vehicles with their name on it, said they were IICRC certified, had offices in Arizona and in Utah, and they totally botched their mitigation, like majorly. So, you know, it, it's, as I drive around, every time I see one of our competitors, and it's usually a restoration company, I always point them out to you, and I'm like, oh, there's our competitors. And it, it just seems like lately there's just more and more and more. And it's, we talked about it last week, the our industry is not regulated in Wyoming or Utah. So it's nobody's verified to be licensed. Nobody's verified to be certified. Nobody's verified to be insured. So it's kind of a, it's a sad thing to watch people who think that they're hiring the proper professionals because they got a fancy website and they got, you know, nice vehicles and their name on it. And then at the end of the day, they're not getting the right company. Well, it's the wild, wild west, the mold, the mold industry right now. You know, it's like homesteading the West a long time ago. Everybody's jumping in. There aren't a ton of regulations. And here's the thing, even in industries where there are regulations, just because somebody's licensed or certified or what have you, doesn't mean they're the right expert for you. That's true. That's very true. There, we've talked about it before. You know, there's there's guys out there that are pretty new to you know the business, and they're really good. There's guys that have been doing it for thirty years and gals, but they've been doing it for thirty years and don't have a clue. So it, you know, the the amount of experience they have, like you said, certifications. You know, obviously we're certified and a member um, of an organization, but. At the end of the day, it doesn't mean that I'm qualified to do the work. So it just kind of leads us into, you know, in states, these are the states I know for sure, just dealing with clients that I've dealt with. But in Florida and in New York, they they are regulated. And so, and I know this for sure in, in Florida and New York, they use the term mold assessor versus mold mitigation contractor, um, you have to have a mold assessor come in and do what I would call the inspection and testing. You have to have them come in and then a separate entity that comes in and does the mitigation. And the assessor actually writes the protocols for the mitigation company, which, you know, for our listeners, you know, obviously we do inspections and we do mitigation. Now, I when I go and do, let's say, an inspection on a property and we find a bunch of mold, I'm very clear with the client. Like, you need to hire so-and-so or get a second opinion to come in because it is a conflict of interest for us to do the discovery phase and do the mitigation, which, you know, when we've talked about it before, I understand it if, if it's not an honest company. But on the other hand, do you have to go to a different shoulder surgeon that that did the MRI? Certainly not. So it's kind of like, and I get it, it's totally different. But on the other hand, if you're a reputable company, like I understand it's a conflict, but on the other hand, it's like, well, you know, do you not want the, the professional that, that has found everything to do the mitigation? But anyhow, that that's that's another subject. But in New York and Florida, you do have to have a separate entity that, that does it. Correct. And, and I want to speak to to our listeners who are outside of New York and Florida, Florida or states that have that, because I think if you're in a state that requires that, then you have to abide by the laws of yeah. that state. If you are outside of those states and in states that do not have the requirements, let's just look. Let's just talk about trust with a capital T. 
Yeah. Because whoever takes care of the indoor air quality of your home, let alone mitigates mold, you have to really trust, one, their expertise, two, that they're actually looking out for your best interest, and three, you have to trust that whatever you're going to pay them to do the work, the work will be done well and you will no longer have a mold problem. Yes, exactly. And it it's funny because, you know, you're the kind of person that even making a doctor's appointment, you do a ton of research and you research that doctor. And I will fire a doctor in a heartbeat. Exactly. And, you know, I'm kind of more of the type, like, I'm just, you know, I understand that doctors are regulated and I'm more of the type like, well, let's just see, you know, who can get me in. So you don't want to do that when you're talking about the air quality of your home. And you shouldn't do that when you're talking about a doctor. Like you said, you th- that's the thing is, is you have to trust that person. And, you know, talk, that's why we're talking about this conversation. You should be able to tell when you're talking to this company. If, if you were to have our company do mold mitigation, you can actually talk to me on the phone. And I'm the owner. If for our listeners, you can't even talk to the owner of the company, you know, to me, that would be a red flag. But once again, we're not a company that's that's a franchise. And when I say the owner, franchise companies have an owner right there in that state. Would you agree with that? Or I, I would agree with that. I would just also say one of the first decisions you have to make about a mold expert is whether you want a very personalized, customized approach where you can speak to the owner of the company or you can, you are going to work with the same person over a period of months and or years, or whether you're okay with dealing with a franchise where they have new mold mitigation people every six months or every year. You don't really know. You won't see the same person twice. You'll never speak to the owner of the franchise, let alone corporate headquarters. Like I think before you even start calling people, you need to decide if you're good with the franchise model or if you want a more personalized, customized approach that comes yeah. with somebody who owns the business, it's not a franchise, and they will be with you from start to finish. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, what what I was going to get to is, is like, you can tell, you know, when, when you go into a doctor, and I know I always use doctors as a comparison, you could tell if that doctor's a good fit for you. And like, I'm not a good, I'm not a good fit for everybody. Correct. There's clients I've turned down. And, and I say to them, you're just not a good fit for me. If you're really, really pushy and you think that you're my only client, like you're not a good fit for me. But it's the same as a doctor. When you go into a doctor, you can tell whether you're a good fit for them. And and what I'm saying to our listeners is, is if you don't think that they're a good fit, don't go with them. Correct. I don't care if it's the cheapest. And, and you know, what do I always say? You get what you pay for. Exactly. And so if you want the $1,500 company to come in, and do your mitigation. That's what you're going to get. Whereas, you know, for us and our, our listeners have probably heard me say this, you know, it's not that we're price gouging people, but we really can't come in and do any mitigation for less than $5,000. And the reason why is, is it's not just a four hour project. Like we have processes that we follow and it takes us, you know, several days to do what we have to do. So if you want the cheap guy, that's what you're going to get. Well, and there's a whole bunch of uh, CSI investigation that goes into the way you approach mold, whereas for many uh, of your competitors, especially those who use, you know, a franchise like model, it tends to be in order for them to operate well as a business, they have to have very vanilla procedures, very like we do the same thing with every single person, da, 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 because they couldn't have the volume that they need right. to continue to take care of all of the franchises yeah. 
if they didn't actually have deal with everybody in pretty much the same way. So you also have to ask yourself, to what level do I want my care personalized? Right. You're, it's going to be, it's no different than, you know, our generation grew up where women had babies and you had the same doctor all nine months. And now today that doesn't happen anymore. Doctors are like, no, we're going to deliver that baby with whoever happens to be on call. It's unheard of for our generation. So yeah. you also have to consider do you want whoever happens to show up to your house to right. do the mold whatever today? Or do you want to know, no, if I if I call Steve the whole way through this project, Steve is the one I'm talking to. Yeah, and it, it doesn't mean that, that that's the person that's always going to be there. But on the other hand, you need to be able to communicate with that person. And so, so it kind of brings up, you know, something I want to cover with our listeners, the importance of, is it a big deal that they're certified? I don't know. I think I think everybody should be certified and insured. States like Florida and New York, they verify. And like Utah has Doppel, but we're not regulated. So I just want to be clear about that. But they they verify that you're actually certified and insured. Those are two things that are very important. Now, you know, for me, like we're a member of NAMRI, which is National Association of uh, Mold Inspectors and Mitigators. There's IICRC out there. There's Normie. There's there's all sorts of different associations that you can become members of. And there's also a ton of different certification programs. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Like my certificate and my certification is I'm a certified mold inspector and then I'm a certified mold mitigation contractor. Well, where I got my certifications, that's that that's their certifications and the terminology they use. We probably don't want to go down the rabbit hole of, of how we really feel about all these certifications, because at the end of the day, where do they stop? They don't. And so I think it's really important. Yes, certifications are important. You should ask, what certifications do you have? When did you get the certification? Um, making sure you're insured, super important. But the other question that's really important is, how many years of experience do you have what kinds of clients have you worked with? Can you provide referrals to me so mm -hmm. I can contact them? And in addition, what is your background in general construction and other related areas? Right. Because mold mitigation involves construction. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you were to go in there and start hacking out, you know, bearing wall studs, I mean, that could get pretty expensive. And, and, and it does bring us into, and that was a great point. For the most part, the, I'm trying to think of the proper verbiage to use, but the standard protocols for mold mitigation is, is the IICRC S520. Now we do, we perform mold mitigation to those standards. We go way over and above that. For our listeners, you do need to make sure, and they don't have to be IICRC certified. I'm not. To me, once again, it's a different certification, but we follow their standards. You do need to make sure that they follow mold mitigation standards. And if you ask them and they say, well, we have our own standards and we go over and above anybody else. Well, what does that mean? Exactly. Well, and also there, there are a number of people entering the mold industry that come from other adjacent fields. It's great if you're an accountant. That doesn't mean you're a mold expert. Exactly. It's fantastic if you're an engineer. Doesn't mean, even if you're a civil engineer, that you are a mold expert. Fantastic if you're an architect. Yeah. Does not mean that you are a lawyer. You know, I could go in yeah. all the fields that we've seen. Which brings up, industry. which brings something up. And, and I get asked this all the time. Are you an industrial hygienist? Well, 
I'm not. Do you know what what I would have to have to become an industrial? A certain degree. Yeah, I just literally would just have to have a bachelor's degree. Correct. And so does that bachelor's degree make that person more knowledgeable than me? No, but but for our listeners, just and and if you're an industrial hygienist that's listening, I'm not being degrading at all. I'm just saying I'm not one, and that's why to become one. I and I'm not going to go pay. I don't even know what college costs these days, a but a lot. But that's what that is. But I think it's important to understand that you don't want to decide whether or not you're going to trust the health of your home to just do they have a certification? Do they have a degree? Do they say they're a mold expert? You have to do your due diligence and interview people and really assess if that person feels like the right person for you. Yep. Yeah. But just to be clear with our listeners, make sure that they are certified. Yep. Licensing in Utah and Wyoming not exist for mold, but make sure that they're certified. And you can ask them for a copy of their certificate if they think that that's too personal. I, I'm, you know, we do federal jobs and that's what they require. But certified and insured are two very important things. If they're not insured, that's a scary thing. And ask for referrals. Yeah. And if they're afraid to give you names and phone numbers of people who they've done mold jobs for, you should question them. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and get on the phone with them. Yeah. That's the most important. So so the three main things for our listeners, certified, insured, and the protocols. Like I said, IICRC S520 is what pretty much all the companies follow, but make sure that they're, they have a set of protocols that they follow or standards that you can look up and, and see how they do things. And also ask them who you will be working with on that project of dealing with the mold in your home. Will you have the same person? Will you have different people? People uh, make assumptions about what they're going to get and then get really shocked when they get something totally opposite to what they thought they were going to get. Yeah. And I, you know, mold mitigation uh, obviously is very complex and you might have different crews that come in, but for the most part, I would assume, and this is my opinion, as a homeowner, it would be a bit frightening if you saw a different person every day that came and showed up on that job. 100%. Like you would prefer that you see the same people, which, you know, once again, not every company is going to be small like we are as far as the mitigation side of things. So, but I, I totally agree with what you're saying. If they have someone different all the time, it's just. Yeah. And you don't know what their qualifications are. You exactly. don't even know if they're supposed to be at your house. Yeah, exactly. You have no idea. Yep. So, all right, perfect. This was episode 230. And what's your call to action? It's Cyber Monday. That's right. We So I, I almost skipped it because we, we covered it first. Um, but it is, make sure you hire the proper professionals. We covered all that. But we are doing a Cyber Monday for our VPAs. Yes. Which is a virtual property assessment. It's obviously an inspection in person is the best. But if you don't live in Utah or Wyoming, you can get the next best thing, and that's a VPA. So. And to your inbox on today, Cyber Monday, you will get a great discount on the VPAs. VPAs are really great to do before you bring in and hire somebody who's going to do your mold mitigation because Steve can do a VPA with you, walk you through what he feels are the concerns and the areas and the things to really right. your local person work through before you actually hire yeah. them. Yeah, and actually, I mean, it's a VPA is great if you don't even really know what your next step is. Because yeah. a lot of times in a VPA, I will tell you, yeah, get a hold of a local mold specialist and do 
A, B, and C, you know, do air tests, do some tape lifts. Like you said, if it's mold mitigation, uh, we offer lots of different packages. And I do also offer um, consulting packages throughout the mitigation process. And I can write your protocols as to what they should be doing. Most mold mitigators, I know if it was me, I'd be like, why is this guy telling me what I should be doing? It's not a, they have to follow step by step, but it is very helpful to have a mitigation company that's willing to follow these steps. And these are steps like a containment, running air scrubbers, negative air uh, machines, removing moldy materials. Like it's just to protect them as the homeowners so that they don't get the wrong contractor. Exactly. So definitely, if you're not on the email list, please get on the email list. Go to cnccontractorservices.com. Sign up for the mold investigation checklist. So that way you do get the Cyber Monday email and email reminder. Exactly. All right. Thank you for listening. Once again, it was episode 235. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to this episode. Make sure you go to our website at cnccontractorservices.com and sign up for the mold investigation checklist. Again, go to cnccontractorservices.com and get your free mold investigation checklist today. You can also on cnccontractorservices.com find out more about Steve's courses and books and consultations. Once again, go to cnccontractorservices.com.